0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Bucks of America Podcast. This is your host, Jeff Vance. I'm coming to you with a good friend of mine, Ben Harrison. He is the showrunner of Bowhunting League, and we're going to sit down. We're going to talk about what he's been doing, how we came about this, and where he's at in the progression of it. I'm pretty excited because it's like I came across his information through my feed because people are sharing some really really nice-looking bucks, and the community is very... Loving. There's no real bashing. And the nice thing is the moderators in the group do a good job of keeping the negativity out because we know there's always a few Karens and a few Richards, but I digress. Now, Ben, how is everything going for you in Indiana? Uh, Doing
1: pretty well, man. Uh, Been working from home and... uh Got accustomed to the quarantine life, I guess you'd say. <laughs> Fantastic! I know. You, I know
0: the same thing too. I'm working from home as well. I'm sitting with my wife. We haven't killed each other yet, so which is a, <laughs> a, a great thing to happen. So we can work and work together. But then again, my wife and I hunt in the same tree bl- or ground blind, so we can sit in the same room for twelve hours without having to say a single word except for "Hey, how you doing?" <laughs> That's, <great. laughs> That's a good relationship. Really so, so, so Ben, what spawned? Bow hunting league.
1: So, um, I guess I, I, about six years ago, uh, we decided to just start a team uh, bow hunting contest, and it was strictly just the contest. Mm-hmm. And it was just just created, you know, as me and four other friends. We decided to you know have a team in it and uh, have teams of five. All right. And it started off really small. I think we had, it was really hard to get people involved too. Um, just explaining, hey, this is what we're doing, you sign up for your own team, it's free. And, uh, but we started six years ago. And uh, now, see, last year we had uh, almost 500 teams in it. Wow. Uh, yep. Uh, it's, we switched to a three man team format. That way it'd be easier for people to uh, team up. Um, but at the same time, uh, yeah, that's a lot of, group, a lot of growth. Uh, we went, you know, went from, I think, the year prior to that. In 2018, we had, I think, 150 competitors. And then so we jumped up to almost 1,500. So uh, about 900% growth uh, in uh, one year. So that was pretty big.
0: That is impressive. It shows you're doing something right when you have that kind of impact. And so what was your first contact Like how a contest like? Did everything run as planned? Or do you, what, what did you learn from that first experience?
1: Well, the first three actually were about the same. Um, we did everything through our page because I don't even think groups were around back then. Mm-hmm. And, um, they were, you know, it was pretty much about the same. Um, the team, the team I was on, Team OS two, won every year because all of us uh, shot a buck. We none of us killed anything real, really big. I mean, I think the, our biggest buck in that three-year span was probably. I don't know, one mid one fifties maybe. Okay. But we were all we were all shooting deer and I think our average was right around one thirty and the thing is if you you know, that's the thing with these contests that we've learned early on, you know, if you have all of your team members kill a buck, you're gonna be up towards the top. I don't care how big the bucks are.
0: Okay. It's,
1: you know, it's everybody doing their part and that's that's really what we uh, we like so much about it is everybody, you know, if with it being a team event, everybody does their part, and you're going to be up there in a real respectable uh, standing. What else
0: do you uh, – what are some of the other things you have to achieve as a group? Because you said size is not a prominent factor in it. So what are what else qualifies you to take a first-place position?
1: So there, there are um, – we have – Broke down the contest in, into several different categories.
0: All right. Um,
1: we we are still sticking with the three-man championship, you know, three-person um, championship team. And the reason we stick with that is just because it's easy to follow. Um, there's also individual um, uh, awards. And, and the big one uh, this year is the King of the Tines. Okay. So it, it is, we try to, We want to use every every buck that's killed with a bow because you know, as we probably both agree, I don't even think we talked about it, but every deer you know I kill with a bow is a trophy. I get excited Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. I shoot every deer. When I recover the animal, I'm excited. I don't care if it's a doe, what it is. Obviously, I'm going to be on a higher level if it's a 160 inch deer versus you know. But but they all have their all have their place. And the thing is, um, one thing you know we were looking at is. A lot, of, a lot of these states that have more liberal limits, um, like, you know, like your southern states, they're not as big for archery as they are as, you know, these Midwest states, you know, they have one buck limits. Okay. So a way that we kind of said, okay, this is what we can do. We're allowing up to three bucks per state. So, you know, obviously it have to be legally harvested. <laughs> yes. What it, but it, what it does is it gets these southern hunters a chance to compete in the King of the Tines. And the King of the Tines feeds off into another portion, which we're real excited about this. It's called the <coughs> Hunting League Showdown. It is a one-weekend tournament on uh, public ground. We haven't decided where we're exactly going to do it. It's going to be in the Deep South. Okay. But the top, top 10 um, hunters in the King of the Times are going to be invited to come down. All right? For a large prize package, we're actually working details out on that too. Okay. Um, but it's definitely going to be wealth, uh, uh, worth traveling down. And you know, and, and the thing is we're, we're, we wanted to go a step farther. We wanted to do a big hunt together as a group anyway. So the mods are going to come down they they may not be in the contest for, you know for the prize but they're still going to come down and hunt. We all want to but not I haven't I've only met um, I only know two of the mods. You know, like these mods. Uh-huh. We got mods all over the country. All right. And and that's what we all want to meet want to want to get up and and, and do a hunt together and hang out on a weekend and and at the same time meet some of these hunters that travel and go all the way when it comes to whitetails, you know, they're hunting three or four different states and if you if you kill three or four bucks, you're gonna you should be in the running for the king of the time. So at that that point you get to come down and kind of like a grand finale. It'll be in, in late January when we do it. All right. And, and it'll be a but that's but I know I kinda went off that path and started talking about this contest in detail, but that's something we're real excited about.
0: Also, I can I can tell I, you completely just like I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna answer your question quite yet, but we're gonna go right here. that's okay. <laughs> do that, man. That's okay. It's a, that's the best thing about uh, podcasts. We are not in any rush. So let's let's kind of go back to that question. It's like what qualifies you to take a first place in a team event?
1: So it's the three largest bucks. Um, you know, it's it's the largest buck per team member.
0: All right. Which
1: you know immediately. <laughs> You're pro- I guarantee your mind went to each team member having a 160 to 180 class animal because you know the kind of deer people are killing now mm-hmm. that would sign up for this contest. And I'm not saying it won't happen this year. I'm not saying we won't have a team average 180 and win it. Um, but last year with our biggest contest ever, the we had three teams that were within one inch of each other on final score. I'm talking one inch on final score.
0: Oh boy! So, what is the final score then? Is that all three averaged out?
1: It's all, it's all, it's all three uh, cumulative inches. So yeah, so they're all you know the three you know the each team member's biggest buck for the year added you know and they're all added up cumulatively and then then you get your score.
0: So, mm, okay.
1: But yeah, we had so we had three teams uh, that were within one inch of each other and they all had a, an average of right right at one fifty each. So I mean it's even though that's a I mean that 150 inch deer is a big deer.
0: Yes, it is. There's a lot,
1: there's a lot of people that'll never kill a 150 inch deer in their life. A lot of bow hunters, but the same thing. It's not unrealistic because the thing is, all those teams had one really big deer, and then they had two real nice ones. You know, 130, You know, 140 average, and then you know the you know you, you get what I'm saying. Like I mean, yes, so I do. But yeah, that's – and so that's, you know, it's regular guys in this too, a lot of regular hunters, mm-hmm. uh, a, lot of, a lot of people hunting their own land or hunting public ground and stuff, and that's so, what's neat about neat about that too.
0: So there's a lot of working-class uh, bow hunters that are be able to do it because yeah. there's our, there's probably there, – don't get me wrong, there's probably a lot of people that spend a lot of hours in there that are a little more – not necessarily the average kind of guy like we are because like we have – well, when you when you put it in perspective, you have a wife, you have kids, some like of that. It's like getting out on a weekend and you're able to scratch out four to six hours. That's a blessing in disguise.
1: Mm-hmm. One of our Kentucky teams uh, that was in, they finished third, and they, like I said, they're within one inch mm-hmm. winning. And uh, they all hunt the same county. <laughs> They've been best friends for like ten years. It's it's one of those things. They had an epic year. Okay. There, you think about, you know, yourself and, you know, the you know the other hunters that you know, they've got two or three friends that they've hunted together with a long time. And every now and then the stars align and then you have a great year and that's the thing. Then you end up winning something like this.
0: Uh, okay. Cool
1: is we've, we've done, we've got a top buck per state this year. So it doesn't matter what state you're hunting in, you're competing against other hunters in your state. Okay. We also have the uh, the big fat dough contest, which it's per state, so you, you weigh your dough and we have criteria for that. So any, everybody can compete in that, in my opinion. Everybody knows where there's a big doe at. <laughs> you know, like it's true. If you think about, yeah,
0: I was gonna say it's like I have a couple of big does that I was looking after, but they always kept them producing twins, so I, they they were they were on the do not shoot list. But that's yeah. nice though. It's like to be able to have that. So because there's maybe some people that just don't have an opportunity to get out and shoot a buck It's like hey at least you have an opportunity at least get a doe
1: so and and that's the thing like and, that, and you know we when we you know sit took a step back and really looked at the contest it was like okay what's something different we can do because I mean it, the, the, the team championships simple to understand but it's definitely weighted towards the midwest guys and Kansas and, you know, the Western hunters. I mean, just because of the size of animal you need to kill.
0: And the corn. Yeah. It just- the corn makes a big the deal
1: because
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like up here. It's like I shot, uh, I think, a 130 class buck, but he weighed close to 300 pounds because right. of all that. I, now, have you thought about, like, adding in the, the total um, gross weight after um, gutted just to, to kind of add as an extra column? to kind of add some, cause this way then instead of focusing strictly on the bone, you can also look at the meat and how, and how it's going to provide too. Cause I know right now, like with the, we've been, we have this, we're fighting against ourselves when it comes down to the public perception of hunting. And I think if like, I always like the, when I talk to people and when I, when I bring, start showing bucks on the page is i want i like to give them a story about like how big the animal was and how long you were watching it grow this way then they're they're you're not looking strictly at the bone but you're looking at the meat the aspect of it because you can't eat the bone but is that something you guys are thinking about
1: you know you just gave me an idea and uh oh <laughs> and 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 that's and it kind of it uh it parallels one of our other contests we do. Uh, we do a contest called Battle of the States, and that's, all right, we've got all these little, we've got all these moving parts with this contest. But it's w- really simple to sign up. You know, you okay two hunting buddies, and you're you're qualified for all of them. What you decide to compete, we had some guys that were just competing in the big fat doe thing, <laughs> like they were. I mean, they are like, we I'm getting, it, and they end up winning. You know, and and it was really neat. But the thing is. So we go down. Uh, the battle of the states is how many successful hunters we have in each state. All right. How many, so how many how many hunters enter in above buck um, for that state? So it has nothing to do with inches. It's all it is is uh, participation. How much? How many guys can you get from your state? And um, it's probably the purest contest within our within the league. Because all it is, is about camaraderie and bringing your buddies, you know, reaching out to the bow clubs, reaching out, you know, and the the state groups that you have on Facebook, you know, those are the, those are how you get guys in. And then once they get in, they're like, oh, like, well, I'm in Georgia or I'm in, you know, Alabama. I have no chance against these Illinois and Kansas. Well, yes, you do, because that Battle of States package, you know, like I said, I keep you know the prizes are awesome, and our sponsors are fantastic for donating these things. But the thing is, you've got a goal, and a lot of these guys are—you know—they just so, just—they get focused on that goal, and they want the pride of, of winning. You know, uh, of winning the battle of state, win those things, and then you, when if your state wins, uh, state that, and the thing is, it doesn't have to just be your home state either. It, it's any state that you killed a bucky. Okay, so, so you can be on the list for four different states. You know, like if you wanted to, and you know, if you were successful on all four of them, and the thing is, at the end of the year, whatever state wins will go through all those hunters, and it could be, you know, it could be 50, 60. So you've got a really good chance uh, of pulling down a nice prize out of that. So, um, and it's just icing on the cake, something like that. But it's just, you know, recruiting within your state and, and getting guys, you know, from the state that you hunt and, uh, and getting everybody involved and build a team and come at it
0: so what about uh what about charity aspects of the the competitions like um how many like going with how many pounds was donated through one particular organization so this way that's someone that that isn't has an organization multiple locations so this way then people can drive someplace and like this like iowa donated This is a fictitious number, but let's say a thousand pounds, you know, and then Minnesota drunk comes in at 500 pounds through the people that are participating. I think that's another good idea as well to show back what hunters do for the community
1: yeah i mean that i mean i I could definitely see that being something we get involved in um, It's easy for us to keep up with this information I mean we just drop it in the spreadsheet and it's over and done with
0: really so you you've broken down and you have an algorithm already built to to, to filter all this stuff out because I'm assuming that it's a, probably a lot of hours uh calculating you're gathering all those details
1: uh you're one hundred percent correct and um up and in, up until up until this year, during the turkey league, which I know we hadn't talked about that, but up until this year in the turkey league, I was doing most of it by myself. Okay, especially with the scorekeeping and uh, and it was it was a bear to keep up with. Um, however, uh, we had some awesome, got some awesome guys helping me. Uh, Matt Morgan is basically brand new to the league. I mean, he jumped in. Uh, and end of end of deer season, really. Last year, um, he joined the league, and uh, he said, "Hey, you need any help? I'm here to help you." And I said, well, "Be careful what you wish for." <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know. But I said, "I said, man, I need help bad because okay, more things like this, like what we're doing. Um, you know, and you know, and that, and I have no problem helping that. I mean, you know, helping out with the scoreboards and stuff. I mean, I, I love doing that stuff. But the thing is." If, if you are only focused on that, you, you can only do one thing well. I've always said that. And, uh, you know, and that's the thing. He's really helped out. Um, you know, uh, we have, I have a friend I've met through the league, and he's been a, a mod for a couple of years, uh, uh, Corey Bonin. He, uh, he's, he does a lot of our communications with our sponsors. He's, All right. He's in the, he's in the industry and he understands what these companies you know really he understands what companies need what the kinds of things that we can do for them all right um, he's he's been an, a huge asset um, my buddy Matt um, helps me out a lot with recruitment and he puts down a crap load of content um, he killed I don't know how many bucks this year like seven I think wow he must have a very is he
0: single <laughs> oh,
1: he's, well he was single <laughs> well he wasn't single he wasn't he, w- he wasn't married and now he's married but uh things
0: uh, might change
1: <laughs> but uh, you know the thing is uh he's actually hunting more states this year than he did last year so
0: that's awesome he, he, got uh, a very forgiving wife or does yeah, she hunt uh, too
1: well she does hunt she started hunting and she's extremely supportive like my wife is
0: uh-huh and, uh, uh-huh.
1: and just you know they you know and that's what it takes it's a team effort and they have to understand the fashion and understand hey during this time of year um, you know I'm going to be distracted and I'm going to be you know focused on this and, mm-hmm. once they, and if they understand that and they understand hey it's just who you are you know and it's it's kind of one of those things that that's, makes it that much more enjoyable because you've always got somebody in your corner yeah um, um, even like I mean I can't tell you how many times, you know, I you know, I'll send a, a tree stand selfie to Chelsea to say, Hey, good morning, it'd be like six o'clock in the morning you know, on Saturday if she wants to get away. <laughs> But, you know, when she wakes up, you know, it's the first thing she sees and you know, say, mm-hmm. hey, good morning, you know, and that you've seen anything and it's you've always got somebody in force that so takes that. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah, the battle of the states is something that um, that that I've I know I just just talked about that, but that's probably our most pure form of the contest, and that's mm-hmm. why getting guys in uh, from from your from your states a huge deal. So now, are you
0: primarily focused the, from the Missouri East then, or do you have some outlier states out past the Missouri?
1: So we are we are breaking all kinds of personal records already. Um, we've had the signups open for about a week and a half. And we already have more states signed up, you know, guys from more states signed up than we did last year. So we've got, um, because I know it's the Whitetail League, but we allow um, um, Coos, uh, Muley, and Blacktails to also be entered. Um, So – we do have some Western guys. Um,
0: that was my next question because, you know, I, when you get out towards uh, Washington and Oregon, the blacktails are out there are just fantastic. And then what about Sitka especially out there in, like, Maryland and such?
1: So we don't, you know, because they're on a different um, Scorn platform, you know, um, that you know, and they're they're and they're a non-native, correct? I mean, they were brought in. Yeah,
0: they were brought in. Yeah, you're
1: right. So and and that's so that's kind of we we don't we don't have a category for them. Um, okay. We, a, we did run an elk contest last year. Um, we had quite a bit of participation in it. Um, but yeah, the, you know that's the thing. We right before I got on the phone with you, I looked and um, we had our first team ever from Oregon sign up. So
0: that's that's, a, that's exciting. <laughs>
1: yeah and uh and and that's the thing like as you start picking up more states, you're gonna get all kinds of people and 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 it's neat because um we really try to let everybody be as involved as they want to be um we have some guys that really took off and you know and that's the thing you know when we see somebody that's real motivated and they you know they they you know really want to grow the league and grow the competition and stuff uh
0: we try to yeah. Make sure
1: We try to make sure we take care of them um, and, you know, make sure that they, you know, that their voice is heard and they can do, you know, what they want to do with it. Um, But you you said something about uh, charity earlier, and my mind went a totally different direction than what you're talking about meat donation, which, you know, I'm all for it, obviously. But um, when you said charity, I was thinking like kind of like a uh, basically what the guys are doing, how they're giving back. Okay. Um so we are 100% I am 100% for new hunter recruitment all right and you know but I think one thing we've really got away from as industry is taking care of each other um because this you know yes license sales are down but part of that could be rectified if you you know, make it easier for guys to go to other states and hunt. You know, that's the thing. You know, if you have a guy, if you have one hunter that hunts in three states, he's basically he's he's actually generating a lot more revenue for the you know for these you know DNRs and you know these natural resource departments because he's buying an out-of-state tag. Yeah. And and the thing is, and it's 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 a it's bur- it's burdensome to go out of the state and hunt if you don't know anybody because you have to either you know. Either you're camping or you're in a hotel room. You don't know what's going on. And the thing is, if you go and have a bad experience a couple of years, you may not come back. And the thing is, one thing that the, that we, we discovered in the last couple of years, the biggest asset to being a part of this group is the network. And you get what you put in, obviously. And, you know, I'm not telling everybody, hey, you need to open up your farm to the whole league to come hunt, <laughs> open a week of November, uh, open a week of, of the rut. But the thing is, these guys are networking with each other. A lot of them are public ground hunters. Okay. And they're, and they're, you know, they're not they're not saying, hey, go sit here. The thing is, hey, I'm having luck in this area. You want to come ha- hunt with me? Come ha- hunt with me? And then, you know, it's not like they're just bringing in another person to hunt their spot. They're, you know, and they're saying, then you come down here the next weekend and hunt with me.
0: And, uh, True.
1: So that's and that's what that's what I was saying. You know, like yeah, I mean, yeah, we need to be focused on new hunter recruitment. You know, the, the hunting age class is getting older, but the thing is, we can make things better for each other right now, mm-hmm. and, and and help and help out the guys, the you know, like kind of quality these diehard bow hunters. You know, we can really build a strong network and do things like what we're doing this bow hunting league showdown. You know, like I mean, you can bring people from all over you know you know they just you know and that and you build a lot of trust that way and that's a thing like just in general just you know the this society in general you know you know it's it's there's there's le- I, there's probably less trust now than there has been in our entire life because everything's so open you know everybody's got a voice and uh, you know you can probably bring some of that trust back you know especially with guys that are out there valid so yeah that's something we we really enjoy with the group is that networking side.
0: That is the way to go. And it's like, I just see that you're looking at 8,000 members for the bow hunting league, which is fantastic.
1: Yeah, we, uh, jumped, uh, we went from, uh, we were at, we were below 7,000 before Turkey season and we're at 8,300 now. And it's just, it's continues to just, you know, it's, and all it is, 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 you know, it's, People coming for the right reason, bringing the right people. And, you know, even though it's, we have uh, the quantity uh, as far as hunters, we're actually bringing in a lot of quality too. And we really try to make sure the group is something everybody wants to see instead of just, just people post whatever they want to post or, you know, you get these just spam, you know what I'm saying? Just, yes. It loses that value. We want to have a high value.
0: Now you're now you're underneath the major league bow hunting or bow hunting league. It's because like, I see. Yeah. That's what I thought because it's like so you got the ma- so what makes you differ between the two then? Because it's like I've seen them. Ma-
1: then what? I don't even know what the other one you said.
0: A uh, major bow hunting league. That's the other one that I that comes across when you search. So it's like got to be accurate when you're punching it into. Uh,
1: Major League Bowhunter.
0: Yeah, Oh, Major League Bowhunter. There we go. That must yeah,
1: be it. that's that's Chipper Jones and yeah, that's right. They're they're big time.
0: <laughs> that's yes, they, got
1: they are. Three hundred thousand likes and and I wouldn't I wouldn't have no problem going up against those guys.
0: <laughs> that would be a challenge. Be a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's the bow hunting. If you there's a couple ways to find us. Um, you know, you can find us on Instagram. Uh, Twitter, uh, go wild! Um, but we have a website that has all of our has all of our social media outlets. It's actually got a tab to our Facebook group because that's most of the conversation happens in there. Um, but yeah, it's just Bow Hunting League. It's Bow Hunting one word and then League one word, and if you just search that way, you'll find us. And then we have the it looks like. So I just popped open the the uh, the group, and we're at eighty four hundred now. Yeah. So. That's that's a new that that just happened. We went up two hundred members today. Um, wow! Yeah, it's pretty cool. And we and I, we try to keep things, um, you know, we try to keep these giveaways going. Um, I know we had, um, I know we had a um, quite a bit of quite a bit of prizes going out. Like at the end of the season, at the end of the White Toe League. And we're trying to restructure it, make it a little bit more uh, streamlined. But um, some really cool things that were offered. Um, we have some taxidermists that that um, that uh, that donated some mounts. Um,
0: oh, that's awesome! From each yeah. state, or just from
1: so uh, Ohio and Iowa both um, both had mounts donated. So. So Jeremy Lee, I'll get him pulled up here. That's the thing. I don't want to call every you know call everybody out or anything, but he owns racks and tracks in Iowa and he actually he donated some taxidermy. And let me get pulled up here. And Tim Swartz, um, he donated amount. We actually did the top five. Um, the top five uh, mounts for Ohio. We did a drawing at the end of the year for them. So
0: that's awesome.
1: Yeah, and we've. I mean, we've got outfitters uh, uh, that have donated some hunts. Um, and you know, and I don't. I don't want to go through and leave anybody out. But um, um, final mistake in Kentucky. They donated a turkey hunt and stuff. So it's. I mean, there's some really nice stuff going on. It's. It's hard to keep up with everything.
0: True. You can, you can also pull, uh, for recruiting-wise, you're know, hunting for connections. That's uh, Dana from one of my earlier podcasts. That's her group that she started here several years ago on how to uh, develop her own, her own knowledge about the, everything that was going for herself. And then she started this major group, and it's like, Got over twenty nine thousand people, and so it's been growing pretty well. And it's like, and she's got they, they have a pretty good following there. I I post my podcast, so I've been pretty uh, welcomed into into that group there. But that's a good way to introduce this thing here because I'm looking through your your rules, and they're very straightforward. It's just the biggest thing is you got you got ten day low, um deadline, forty hour recovery. You got to make sure that um, vertical bows only, no crossbows. But they also do make uh vertical crossbows and air guns too. So that's pretty crazy. Um, I like how you put in fair chase, only no high fence. Cause that pretty much eliminates Texas. We, but
1: We do have a lot of Texas guys, um, that are in here. And yeah, one of the mods, um, he's got an extensive history. Um, he's still a younger guy. I mean, he's under 35, I think. Okay. early thirties, but he's got a lot of experience with that South Texas, uh, uh, the, what do they call it
0: uh, you got the King Ranch you got the Kennedy Ranch you got what the, they there's some em and shoot, or what, what they oh yeah it? yeah it sounds like it I'm not sure what the what the acronym what their what the nickname is but I get what yeah. you're saying
1: but he but he he told me about all that and I said I can't believe people do that like that's that's just I mean just shows you you know even though like we're running the largest free contest in the nation um, I don't know everything about every state <laughs> like I, if I haven't been down there I'm not gonna know anything about it mm-hmm uh, and 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 he's he's already uh, you know he's making it very clear you know the thing is you know it's a fair chase scenario, and the thing is we do a we do as good of a job as we possibly can uh, trying to keep things regulated and uh, and you know that's the thing we we care a lot about having a, a an honest contest.
0: I understand. I can get, get that because we ran a contest for Bucks of America here a few few years back, and kind of gave us a sour taste because we we're starting to see a lot of fraudulent activity. Where they were we request them because to to show proof of harvest, you had to show the tag along with like a little logo. You had to print out for the picture. There, we would see.
2: Hello, we're at the 2020 ATA show at uh, Veteran Innovative Products, uh, an all American made. And manufactured broadhead so we've got a new one for 2020 called the combat veteran four blade as you can see four blades it's got a lot of the same high-quality materials we use with our original two blade veteran but the combat veteran has a different deployment system how it deploys is you just squeeze a little bit on your main blades okay those compress and then the broadhead opens it still has our momentum management compressible blade technology so the cutting diameter is inch and a quarter by two inches on this when deployed uh, in flight it's one inch by inch and a quarter. Another feature we added this year with these heads uh, is that you can exchange the bone breaching field point tip with a 125 grain setup if you would like. So swap the tip out and get you 125 grains instead of 100, which is big with those Western hunters. And then it's really simple to lock back in place, roll those blades up, and then it's a click and another click on the other side. It's completely set in. Will not prematurely deploy, will not rattle free, solid containment, 100% deployment every time. So we made a lot of good adjustments and refinements to it to make sure that it's guaranteed to deploy every single time. So that's what's new for VIP this year.
0: People putting in stuff, Photoshopping stuff in there and it's like yeah. it was, and we would be sending stuff off and they so they didn't get it. And it's like, we well, we use tracking numbers for everything. Yeah. And so we never done one sense though. Cause it's like, it just became too much of a headache. And uh, it just, it's one thing less off our plate to deal with. So now we just focus on the brand and, and then just kind of working on the community. That's what uh, all we pretty much do. And I try to try to get a diverse background from all across the world and such that uh, stuff that people would want to learn. If you want to go, if you're what's especially like how poaching is a popular issue, all the way down to what's going on with California in some of their rulings. I posted an ad here. Uh, news article the other day regarding some of their changes for it. So it's, it's uh, an interesting uh, dynamic of what's all going on in society. And then how – let's see here. Well, see, the nice thing is you guys didn't even – because, like, the CWD doesn't even play a role in your, in your factor of your, uh, of your hunting.
1: Mm-mm. No, I mean, that's the thing. It's <clears> – <throat> we try to tell everybody if you bow hunt, sign up. Don't worry about all the little details. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Don't yes. Worry about, don't. And that's the thing. Like we want guys to come. You know, female hunters too. And that's I keep saying, guys. Um, but we want everybody to come in and basically let the hair down, mm-hmm. not, and not worry about. That's the thing. You, this is a place you can come and only have to worry about hunting. Yes. And only worry. And, and and the thing is, and come in and, and hunt just like you normally do. So mm-hmm. like you have to go do anything extravagant. We love it that it may drive you a little bit more and give you a little bit more motivation and, hey, maybe go hit, uh, you know, get up a little bit earlier and go walk a little bit farther. I mean, I'm all about that stuff. Yeah. But the thing is, hunt like you normally do. uh, Shoot the deer that you want to shoot. Enter them in like you want to, you know, know, within our guidelines, but enter them in and see where you stand and just hang out. Yeah. Because because we do have a lot of prizes and drawings just for entering deer. I mean it's you know so it's you know just for being around.
0: That's great. Because this way then because like nice thing is that people can donate stickers and decals and bunch of yeah. random stuff. So this way then if you don't take top ten prizes, you can at least get something at least because you've entered.
1: Yeah, and you know if and I'm telling you right now that networking thing. If you're a diehard hunter, if you love if I mean if you. When I when I say diehard I don't I don't mean just the guys that go out and hunt multiple states. Yeah. You know, that's it's not a reasonable thing to say, you know, to tell anyone that. You know, you're not diehard if you don't hunt six states. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that the guy, you know, that you know, when he gets the weekend off, he works, you know, sixty hours a week. When he gets the weekend off, his butt's gonna be in the stand mm-hmm. going after it. You know, or you you see what I'm saying? Like Yeah, I do. You know, spending all that time that we have, spending that free time, and just always, you know, you know, thinking about what else can I do, how can I improve my place, or where can I try to find a different place to hunt. You know, that's the thing. Um, but, uh, but, like I said, I mean, it's it's one of those, the networking is telling you right now that is the biggest prize that's in there because I mean, you think about it. If you work something out with somebody, or if you have the desire to go to another state and hunt, but nobody around you, let's say you're, you know, in Alabama. Okay. Nobody around you wants to go up to Illinois or Wisconsin to go hunt.
0: It's a bit of a trip and Illinois is expensive.
1: Yeah. And that, that's the thing, you know, that's the thing, but you may say, I've always wanted to do it. This is, you know, I'm not saying every year, but just like, I want to do it now. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you there's a guy in this league right here that you you just, you know, say, Hey, you know, or just maybe meet somebody in the Turkey League or something, you know, on one of those big teams, you know, networking, yeah. or just something like that. I've always wanted to go hunt, hunt the Midwest. You're going to run across somebody at some point that's going to say, hey, why don't you come hunt with me here? I'm, I'm going, you know, I'll be here that weekend. Okay. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, you, you've got somebody that you can hunt with and not, be worried about all the other factors and you know you're you're only worried about yourself getting up there and then you know you've got somebody to give you a hand
0: so okay
1: you to by yourself
0: <laughs> it is especially when you're going to different states because it's like the last couple of years i've been hunting wisconsin and minnesota because the it's it's i live in both like i i have opportunities in both states and now it's like i'm just focusing primarily on wisconsin because minnesota is just kind of i uh, it'd be start oh, let's start over because i used to have uh, uh, private land in minnesota but then it's like now i'd start all over again and the public land in where i'm at is very little there's not a lot of spots for it and so but at least with wisconsin there's what we call the farm management program where farms have put the land in this where you can go hunt it as if it's public land it's like you just establishing a relationship with them and finding out who all hunts their land but there's several thousand acres that people can utilize in uh, Wisconsin. I'm not sure if anybody shared this link, but I have the link bookmarked on my phone just because it's really neat because it allows you to figure out who they are. And so, if you have somebody that's coming from Indiana, Ohio that wants to go hunt some Wisconsin land, but don't have, uh, but just needs a a, a bigger opportunity. Especially like, a little, I don't want to go all the way to La Crosse, but I want to see what is around Janesville right. or up towards Milwaukee, what's north of that area. This is a good opportunity to walk you th- get you open that door up for me. How is the the veteran community in your group?
1: So we do have a lot of veterans. Um, you know, one of our uh, one of the guys I actually hunt hunt with in Ohio, um, Dan Blanton. Okay he uh, he's a veteran and he um i believe he was army i'm almost 100% on that um and uh he actually he killed a 181 last year and wow yeah. <laughs> he was up for, he was up for that uh for the uh for the mount so that was pretty cool but um the yeah i mean yeah and we we actually have uh we've got i've got we actually have veterans on the uh, on the uh, staff. On the, uh, one of our moderators is a veteran, and then uh, one of our mods is actually active duty. Nice. So it's it's you know, and it's and that's what's neat is you know you you know everything that, you know the the thing that connects all of us is the bow i True. You know what I'm saying <laughs> we're all from different, and you get all different walks of life when you have a free contest because. You're not asking anybody for anything, you know. Just come in, have a good time, trying to make it what what you want. Um,
0: now, would you guys be willing to open up your doors to like charity groups that uh, bring hunters on that or army veterans that have like for PTSD to be part of the program as well? So, like, I, I, my last podcast, is a uh, downrange adrenaline outdoors, and he's based out Iowa. But now, it's like, would he be able to bring a person out to hunt? And have that person sign up just because it's like, because the guy may or may not have any gear. I just donated him. I just gave him a bunch of my gear, gave him some boots, some seats and some butt backpacks. I don't use anymore.
1: Yeah. And that's, yeah. And that's we're we're wide open for anybody that bow hunts to come in. Okay. because yeah, there's, there's been, we don't have any restrictions and we actually, you know, the thing is like, we kind of switched gears a little bit. Um, we uh, and this this is something that not a lot of people know uh, okay So i'm about to tell you some stuff that's that not a lot of people know but it's it's kind of our direction you know everything's always mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're listening to all the guys in the in the league and anyway so we kind of wanted to start our own thing um to where guys were kind of representing the bow hunting league and and, you know, we were going to put videos on the YouTube channel, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, for all that content and stuff. And I was thinking, I was like, you know, they're already representing the bow hunting league by bow hunting. Okay. we do. I mean, that's the thing. And I, and I want everyone to be able to represent their own voice. So anybody that's in the bow hunting league, anybody that's competing in our competitions, when they kill their deer and get that content and that video done, you know, they get it on their channel or whatever, get it yeah. on their platform, they send us the link, and we're going to share it directly from all of our channels. So what that does is maybe get them a little bit more exposure, but it also show it also ties in that content. You know, these guys are in the league. They're they're getting after it. If they're wanting to be um, um, social on this stuff, obviously they are if they're putting stuff on YouTube. yeah. And and it's the same thing with our with all the animals that are harvested, you know, with with all the bucks that are killed, um, we we drop all those on all of our channels. I mean, it's a it, if I if I didn't have the help that we have, um, you know, uh, James Meissner is, is 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 helping me with that stuff, uh, a lot of the social media stuff, and. And that's saying if I didn't have that help, I wouldn't be able to do it. But we're, we I mean, every turkey that was entered uh, this year—I don't even know how many turkeys we had.
0: Why don't we? Why don't we actually jump into that? So, was this your inaugural turkey season for it's doing a,
1: the? It's our second year. We uh, second
0: okay. year
1: of having it. Um, we grew about we grew about sixty percent, right, from our first year, and um, we have. There, there's 21 guys on each team. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. So, so we had, yeah, so we had, uh, I think we had, uh, we had like 250 hunters in it. So I guess that, yeah, I guess that's 12 teams. Okay. You know, I think that's, yeah, I mean, something close to that. But anyway, so uh, each of the teams has a captain. All right. And that captain's allowed to bring... So many designates, I think we added it, three this year, three designates.
0: What's that mean?
1: So it's just, they just say, hey, these are the guys I'm bringing to my team. All right, okay. That way, that way, at you least you get the heart and soul of your team. Some guys kind of help, you know, manage things for you. All right. But all, all the captains created a, a Facebook messenger group. So you've got a group, a Facebook messenger group of your turkey team that... Is getting just an insane amount of activity, especially early on and like through April and stuff. All right. So, but this is so. What happens? You bring the dozens? and then we did solo signups for everybody. And the guys that were left, you know, all the hunters that were left, they get randomized and thrown on these teams. Okay. So, you're, that's that's what I that's what I get real excited about is that networking. You're bringing people in together. They would have never met each other ever, and they had no reason to talk to each other until now, and they're going towards this goal of winning the turkey league. So, um, which that's, you know, that is an ever-evolving uh, contest right there just because it's so different. I mean, um, there's, uh, you know, I've, I know of several uh, deer hunting contests and stuff. Um, the turkey thing, we set up our own formula and stuff, had us forum. Okay. Okay. Um, but the thing is it's it's different because we really focus on the networking side and we really try to get guys to meet other hunters and, and as far as our team goes, the team I was on, uh, it was Pasture Pimps. <laughs> and, and there's a lot of there's a there's a lot of good names in this thing. You gotta look at the, the scoreboard. But anyway, it just wrapped up. Uh, my team actually won again for the second year. Uh, a lot of guys from Tennessee, um, and uh, we take each other hunting. We had uh, we had three hunters, I think. Let's see, I know two, and then three, oh, Probably five. Um, okay. Five or six um, hunters, they ended up going with each other within the team. So that's cool. Um, but anyway, so you get in there and start networking stuff, you meet these other hunters, and then you end up, end up hunting with them. Okay, and that's what's crazy is like these people you never even knew before turkey season. Guess what? You're going to another state and hunting, hunting with somebody. So that's cool.
0: Yeah, turkey tags are fairly competitively priced. You know, right around a hundred bucks or so between each state, and if you get the right. Uh, I'm I myself am a bow hunter, like through all the seasons that I hunt. So that's pretty neat. Then so then how did explain how did how did your team win? Then like what was the criteria that your birds had to meet to, for you guys to take first place?
1: So. We changed the, we changed the, we modify the rules every year. Okay. Um, but what we did is because we had such a large gap in the, in the first and second place team last year and pretty much all the other teams. Okay. We said it'll be the top 15 birds per team. So you've got 21 members. You So basically you have six that don't have to kill anything. <laughs> that,
0: <laughs> okay. It,
1: it cuts off some of that. It ended up not. I ended up being a non-factor this year. Okay. One hundred percent, my opinion, due to COVID, because we had a lot of guys that weren't traveling, um, myself included. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't travel down opening weekend uh, for t- of Tennessee. i uh, hunt Tennessee and Indiana, and uh, you know, and I have a buddy, um, my buddy Matt. You know, you heard me talk talk about Matt earlier. But yeah. A lot of together, and you know, and he, you know, that's the thing he has had the slam dunk set up and I just, you know, I didn't go, um, all the stuff was going on. And then I ended up going down there and two weeks later, um, after, after everything was all right, you know, make sure, you know, saw how everything was, you know, played out and ended up killing a bird that weekend. Um, Awesome. Yep. And, but anyway, so, um, our team actually ended up, uh, with, Uh, I don't know how many birds total. We've actually, one of the guys built a spreadsheet, but, um, uh, we had 15 long beards in our, in our team score. We had 15 guys end up getting long beards. We had, and, um, one, one of the guys, and that's thing we have guys you can upgrade too. You have unlimited upgrades per guy. Okay. But, uh, But I, yeah, I think our score was like 411. We had like 411 points and um I think worked on down. I think it was like I'm just going off the top of my head, but I think it was like three twenties three thirties for second place, and then three hundred for third, and then I think we had another team that was up in the two nineties so it it was pretty it was pretty competitive um but the thing is the other teams we and that's what we constantly work on this stuff. The other teams, nobody else had 15 birds. They don't. None of nobody else had 15 guys that killed them. So that's the thing. You try to. You're always, you know, manipulating these contests, trying to get the perfect system, which there isn't one, but get one where you have over half of your teams competitive. Um, but it it requires a lot. It requires a lot of a lot of hours in the you know in the turkey blind and, and chasing yeah. and running a gun with a bow. I mean that's a lot of work. It is. I mean, I mean I did quite. I did a little, little bit in Indiana even after I killed one in Tennessee and I'm like man that's a lot of work. <laughs> one, you know like especially hunting public ground like I do.
0: Yeah, I had uh, uh, Craig James a couple of podcasts to go on this and he's he's shot uh, all bow, all all via bow. Shot four birds, four weeks in a row, all in Wisconsin, up by the Green Bay area. And he did a really good job of explaining to me how the whole process works, like how he uses each different call because he has three different calls. One that's that's that can get out to the 120, 150 yard range. Then he has another one that's uh, 100 and below. Then he has another one that's like 30 and below. And I had no idea the science behind it because here I'm just using a little squawk box. I like, I'm fucking <laughs> doing this wrong. It's like, I have no idea. So we're going to uh next spring we're gonna we're gonna hook up and we're gonna do uh a set together, or hopefully do a couple of sets because he's just kinda just kinda heads everything down and he's got um I have one picture where he and his buddy his first time ever hunting up that they shot uh of he shot his bird with a bow, he shot and his buddy shot his bird with a gun. So it's like that's just impressive.
1: Yep. Man, that's and just maybe, yeah. And just to give you an idea, so you're talking about guys, you know, he a, he killed four birds with his bow. He needs yeah. to be- the turkey league next year. i
0: think i think he'll you'll uh, be a it'll be a, a big good fit
1: because i guarantee you, he's probably he he's probably the only maybe one other person he knows that gets after it like he does you know he it's a pretty small circle when you start killing four or five birds a year with your bow i mean unless you're you know a tv hunter and <laughs> you got a limited amount of time i mean it's it's i mean it's a lot to do that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but just to kind of give you an idea. We have a little little part of our turkey league. It's called King of the Spurs. Okay. Part of our formula is we measure the longest the longest spur per bird counts. And our formula, and the reason we do just not just one spur and not both of them is because these older birds will chip them off. So you want you want the the longest spur on that bird. So anyway, yeah. Uh, Brandon Duff ended up winning the King of the Spurs. And he had a total uh, total score of 10 in ten and inches for his for his birds and I think and I'm gonna tell you I think I'll be have it right here yep he killed seven birds with his bow
0: Jesus
1: <laughs> wow he had, done, he had that done he had that done like before we got a we barely got in the mate. He's down in Georgia and Alabama, and this guy is just slamming like from the get go. And his his average spur was uh, just under an inch and a half.
0: Wow, that's still very massive birds.
1: Yeah, he had a couple. He had two, three that were like inch and you know inch and five eighths inch, you know inch and three quarter kind of deal. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I mean, he had some mega spurs there.
0: That's awesome. Good for him. It's like, so then he hunts multiple states, or do or do the states provide a lot of tags because of the overabundance both. of them? Oh, both? Both. Okay.
1: And what's crazy is that he sh- he was telling me, you know, this COVID thing really messed up a lot of guys, and, like, he's one of them. I mean, he said he's like, I should have. He's like, the year that I had, he said, I should have ended up with ten. He's like, because I would have. He's like, I would have went to. He's telling me all the states he he would went up to Kentucky. He would even just went up through there, you know, and just follow follow the turkey rut per se. You know, just following going on as the breeding season's going on, and just keep following it. Uh, one of our team members, um, so he he he's a diehard hunter, and he went after it hard, and he actually ended up killing a bird like the last I don't know, like it was like the last week of season in Tennessee, and you know, got his bird, and we we're like, yeah, that's great. Well, he goes up to um, Maine. Okay, there's not I don't in Connecticut. I think I think that's where he was at. Anyway, I'm man, most misspoke. But anyway, New Hampshire, somewhere up there, and uh, he went up there and smashed two more. Oh snap! <laughs> and he killed one that was just a monster. It was a it had a, it was a double beard and had like inch and a quarter spurs and you know the whole thing. But, um, but yeah, that's I mean it's it's neat, man, because you. You know, you have these pockets of just epic turkeys. You know, these, you know, like epic spurs. You know, like Osceola's down in Florida. Yeah. We didn't have any, we, we didn't have, I don't think we had anybody killing Osceola. I may be way off. Okay. We had some Florida birds killed. Um, but I don't remember seeing Osceola. But anyway, um, you know, they have ancient three-quarter spurs all day long.
0: Oh, yeah. What about anybody see any anybody submitting Miriam's? Oh, yeah. yeah okay.
1: Miriam's and Rios and.
0: Man, those are birds. are one of my favorite one of my favorite birds because the color pattern. Oh God, yeah. I have I have some friends down in Arizona that they're, they're they're working with the DNR to see if they can get them to be able to raise them on their farm to maybe bring them into a different part of Arizona. But uh, it's it's they've had some setbacks and personally where they you know, they just don't they're not able to do it. But I'm hoping they're able to work something out just to, to continue to expand their uh, uh, their ra- their I guess what the word I'm looking for, the range. There we go, that's the right word. Range. I can speak there for every once in a while. Anyways, uh
1: let me give you the I wanted to give you the um the breakdown of the standings. I'm gonna pull it up and keep talking, but I, I before I get off here I wanna give you the turkey um uh, the turkey standings.
0: I, all right then, but I've, I've been I've been cruising through your your lit your um, post here, and so you guys got have quite the sign up here between all the different states for this upcoming Buck season here. The nice thing is that uh, there's a lot of posts in here that's like, hey, where are my Indiana folks at, and where are my um iowa and wisconsin and minnesota you know so like this way you, you can kind of get it to, the teams to go in together so this way then you never know you may find a city folk there that wants to get out and go do some hunting but i better be fun to be able to go out in like minneapolis or to uh do a a metro hunt just to oh kind of just to go have fun with x and know there's a most of the towns here in the midwest to have a metro hunt you just got to go and sign up and pass got, the court for uh, the dnr
1: one of my uh, one of my teammates um James, uh, he, uh, he hunts up there. Uh, he's in like the suburbs somewhere and he was sending us these turkey pictures, these birds strutting on people's sidewalks and up on the front porch. Oh, I've
0: seen those out in Maple Grove, Minnesota, yeah. where I'm driving to my buddy's house and like, there they are. We're all right there. It's like, I just
1: want to pull over and shoot one. Yeah. And that, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, you basically can, you know, it's, it's, uh, They've got it set up. So let me give you the rundown real quick. I'm just going to give you the names and, and, and the order they finished. All right. Um, so you'll like these turkey names. Uh, so is the Pasture Pimps finished first. Uh, it's the pecker wreckers uh, <laughs> The Gobble Knockers finished third. The Beard Assassins. Uh, spring Kings. Uh, in sixth place, we had the Cluckin' Hookers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Some of his names are hilarious.
1: Uh uh, banging redheads, uh, turkey, uh, thunder, chicken chokers, <laughs> <laughs> uh, making turkeys great again, thunderstruck, final strut, uh, broods, beards, and broadheads, and then the strutting jakes Grounded out. So okay, you know, that's but you, we kind of let guys do you know just have a good time and uh huh. We've got a uh, uh, you know we. You know, we've really had a lot of luck uh, bringing in, um, trying to bring in, you know, bowhunters from everywhere. And then we've got a lot of, a lot of wives that are in here. Um, a lot of our competitors their wives compete against each against them. Um, and we have, uh, basic, we have a female division as far as for our whitetail league. Okay. And it's you know, you say that, and I say that, and I'm thinking, you know, like, yeah, okay, it'll be its own thing, and you know, you'll see what happens. Okay. But we had a, we had a team uh, the crimson veins last year they kicked my butt um they, they ended up finishing uh, 12 okay uh, 476 teams
0: wow Dude, this yeah. is just a crew of females correct
1: yeah and they smashed them i think they had a i want to say they had, their average is right around 140 on their bucks good for yeah. them that's awesome uh, yeah i mean that's the thing i mean there, there's a lot of killers in here i mean it's it's you know it, we don't discriminate as far we got kids um killing big deer and uh-huh that's that's what's cool, but the last thing i uh, really the, the real last <laughs> thing we hadn't talked about was that we do a weekly yard shoot I see that yeah you I was it's looking five. through that yeah a
0: lot of people setting up their phones and shooting yeah, and stuff it, like that okay
1: it's it's pretty cool um it's something we started last year and and thankfully Matt Morgan took it over <laughs> also um and it's just an it, it's pretty. It's actually really easy to compete. It's a different yardage each week. Okay. Um, you shoot at a one-inch circle, and if you hit the circle, it's an X, and then you just keep shooting until you miss it. Okay. So, like, so you can have you know three or four X's, and then you measure your distance. You miss the the circle by, so you know just measured from the edge of your you know from the edge of your arrow to the edge of the circle. All right. Super easy to compete. Uh, the Facebook live, what that does is, you know, a lot of people think, oh, it's just for validity and, you know, you know, just to make sure people follow the rules and stuff. No, what it is, it's for camaraderie. You're getting yes. to meet these guys every week. You, you see, you know, uh, Kevin Whiteley is one of the guys, uh, that, that, that did it a lot last year and he was real big in the Turkey League too. And, uh, I mean, I didn't know who this I, I had no idea who he is, um, before this, we started the year. He bought a hat from us, so he's wearing the hat all the time. i was like, man, this is Kevin. This guy likes the hat and stuff. And he was getting there and just tearing that league up. It was awesome. Um, but, I mean, that's the thing. You get to meet these people and, you know, for all different walks of life, all over the place. And, you know, the thing is, everybody's shooting the bow. They should be shooting their bow right now. Um, everybody should be uh, at least shooting it through July, August and stuff, getting ready. For, and that's the thing. It's another way for us to say, hey, the pressure's on. You get one shot. This is the shot for that animal. I mean, can you? And that it makes guys really focus. puts a little pressure on them, and it's it's neat. We do prizes and stuff, but it's it's mostly just a yard shoot and have a good time.
0: Yeah, I can say it's a good way to just to keep that uh, focus of doing that because that's that's pretty uh, special, you know. Um, what else I'm gonna say is that um, up here we do. There's a there's a the guy that's been on my podcast several times. Um, Brian Austin, he does the the Beast Mode Archery Challenge, and it's and then the, due to COVID, it's it's kind of messed his entire schedule up. He's been on my podcast a couple of times, and what they do is he sets it up to like an out West scenario, but you can also do it, treat it as a, a thing too. And it's like, you just go through and you do burpees and you do up downs and you, you have to carry packs and you have to shoot and they do it at Tyrell Basin in Wisconsin. And there's a, usually when the event is gets hosted, usually everybody that signed up shows up. And I went to their final um, uh, event last year in the, in June and, 100 or 90 degree heat. And these guys are out running around. It's like, I'm setting in the AC because it's like, I am good. And, but it's, it's, I walk, I did the, I did the, the, um, that's what I'm looking for did the, did the routines, did the running, walked around the entire course. I mean, it was just fantastically set up and it was very challenging because they had to compete with the heat on Saturday and then Sunday it was rain. They had to compete with Wow. And so, they're they're shooting with, uh, crossbow not crossbow but rare compounds and recurves. They have their own class, and they have their own distance and stuff like that. And uh, it is it is a challenge. That sounds awesome. So, if anybody's in this group listening to this podcast, I recommend checking it out. It, I post a lot about it, but I think it's like anybody that's really competitive, like uber competitive. It's a way to be if they're up for uh, for a real good challenge to go check it out.
1: I definitely, um, I got his name, but what was, what was the, uh, you said it was beast something beast mode, archery challenge beast mode. Yeah. You, you gave me a couple of things to check out. I'm going yeah. sure to make sure I check out, uh, hunting for connections and, and the beast. Mode, so.
0: Yeah. Cause you'll, you'll like it. Cause it's like, he does also to show you what you're going to be getting into. And it is like, it is, it is, um, really competitive. And on top of it, there's a lot of fun. Everybody loves everybody. There's like uh, I interviewed several of the uh, contestants, ranging from 12 years old all the way up to I think the oldest competitor was 60, oh, 60, 64, 65, and the oldest female was 62, 63, and she just she's a rock star, man. And it's like, and they just, and it's a big just. A uh, big family, I like to call it, because they're all out there every weekend doing it. And then they are also support him through the COVID, doing online training with do as well, doing what the best he could do for his scenario. And uh, they they have bringing Vortex. They bring in Hoyt and Matthews and a bunch of cool stuff they get. They're d- provided as prizes. I know last year they gave away like $12,000 in prizes. Oh, wow. Yeah, like really nice binos and range finders and a bunch of cool stuff. I was just like, it was. I was tickled pink to be to experience it. I recorded it a lot, went and did live and stuff like that. It was just, it was well worth sleeping in the back of my truck without uh, um, a tent. It's like that's all I did is like, I just pulled up, put an awning over the back of my bed, and that's what I did. I just lowered it down to <laughs> keep the dew off me, and it worked. It was, it was perfect. It was. It was it was uncomfortable until about two A. M. and then the finally the temperature dropped and it was like, All right, I'm all good. Yeah, that it gets kinda of chilly. It, it it did, but it's like, you know, it's like I was up and atom ready to rock and roll. And it's like I brought in uh pickle or ju- or uh what's I'm looking for here? Canned venison. Uh huh. Have you ever had it before?
1: I've 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 seen where everybody, you know, these guys make and stuff. I've never even seen it.
0: It's 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 surprising. It looks kind of weird, but it's delicious. And the way you do it, because it's already been, uh, however the person processes it, it's really easy to fire up. It's like I took it, put it on a bunch put it on a burner, in a uh, cast iron pan, put some butter with it there, some salt and pepper. Oh man, it's just delicious. It's, it's, it's like great. it's 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 a good way to. F- it's like people that are around my truck. That's like I was feeding people the way as they woke up in the morning. It was just fantastic. It's like I wanted to get rid of a jar, so it's like this is the best way to do it.
1: Yep, there you go.
0: <laughs> so. That's looks cool. looks like and just keep an eye out, guys. There, folks. There, you do have for the team challenge sign up ends August thirty first, correct?
1: Yep, end of August, and we try to try to wrap that up. Um, you know, there are a few seasons that open before that, mm-hmm. uh, but we try to wrap it up uh, that way. We're, we've got sign ups closed before uh, Kentucky opens.
0: Fair. When do, and Kentucky opens, uh, Labor Day, right?
1: Yeah, it's the fir- I think it's the first Saturday in September. Every
0: I- year. And I noticed there hasn't nobody signed up for uh, North North Dakota because I know North Dakota's early season starts someplace in in in, the, in, the, in in somewhere in August too as well. But right now nobody signed up for it, so that doesn't really play a role in the the timeline yet. But make sure everybody signs up prior to then. But then again, we have quite a bit of time.
1: Oh yeah, and we've and we've and like I said, we've had. A, I'm pretty sure we had we had a big membership drive. We we worked within. A lot of different Facebook groups to recruit, um, just to make sure that people know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of these moderators are real gracious and let us post in there. Um, because you know, a lot of you know, a lot of groups, you know, try to they try to keep it towards their content. I get it, and uh, we appreciate them letting us do that. But we just had a big a big thread go through, and I think we've we've had over ten teams sign up since we've been on this call. It's wonderful it's, it's pretty wild.
0: <laughs> that is excellent. Uh, and then, so we've already mentioned you can find on Facebook in the Facebook group and you got bow hunting league.com and That's Instagram. The way
1: to find us is the website. That's yes. actually where our signups are. So yes. People want, yeah. People aren't restricted to social media. Um, obviously, you know, you know, we want to help connect you and we want to want you in the Facebook group. If you have Facebook, but, uh, Instagram and all that stuff, you know, we still try to reach out, hey, here's the Go hop on there and sign up your team. It's free. All you need is uh, names of the hunters, name uh, the state that they live in, and their email address.
0: That's simple. There you have. And then pay attention to the group. You'll find out what the sponsors will be for what kind of prizes to expect. If you guys have any other questions, make sure you... Uh, DM any of the moderators. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to me and then I can always put you in touch with somebody. But, uh, folks, thank you for tuning into another episode of Bucks of America and uh, get out there and enjoy this uh, beautiful summer. Thanks, Jeff. You're welcome, sir.